Welcome to episode number 61 on the My Story Podcast. The My Story Podcast features interviews with leaders, influencers, and entrepreneurs, interesting people who tell their stories and the life lessons they've learned along the way. My goal is to inspire you to live a life of meaning and purpose. Hi, my name's Conrad Weaver. I'm a documentary filmmaker, storyteller, entrepreneur, and the host of this show, and I'm so glad you've stopped by to listen to the program today. Scott Waltman recently made a career move from the corporate world of retail to church ministry. What was that like, and, and how is working for a church different, or how is it similar to working in the corporate world? Scott is my guest today on the My Story podcast. Stay tuned for his story. Hey, if you enjoy this show and get something out of it, please do a couple of things for me. First, please subscribe and then leave a review. This really helps me to know who's listening and that you enjoy what you hear. And you'll help other people discover the show and perhaps they'll find their purpose because of the stories they hear. Thanks for being a part of this community of listeners. I'm so grateful for your faithful support. And now here's my interview with Scott Waltman. Scott Waltman, welcome to the My Story podcast. Thank you so much for being on the program today. Well, thank you, Conrad. It's it's really an honor to uh, to be with you today. I appreciate the invite. Scott, tell me who are you and what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, who am I? I'm a I think I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm, I'm a grand a grandfather. Um, but as far as um, occupation, um, I work for um, I work for a church and that has multiple uh, locations, and I get to work with the campus pastors on a on a regular basis. That's awesome. So, how did you get into that line of work? I know you have a business background, and and so what was your journey of going from the business world to working at a church? Yeah, it is a. Uh, yeah, it's a long story, and I'll, I'll I'll try to make it as brief as possible. But you know, in all seriousness, it, it really has been a lifetime in the making, and the experiences that that I have gone through, I really feel like have led me uh, to to do the work that I'm doing now. And um, I would tell you, I started out in completely different. I was working a loading dock, um, and I ended up I hurt my back. I was a college dropout with an injured back, and no, no real great skills other than uh, the gift of gab. And so I, I made that work for me. I got into, um, I took a, a job in retail and as a sales associate, and I don't know if it's important, but I was making five twenty-five an hour. And I said, I can't survive on this. <laughs> and, um, and just started really had some incredible uh, mentors, but really learned the customer service. Um, you know, working at, at Nike was, was an amazing, um, you just learn about service, right. And fast pace. And over the years I got, um, into a different business where I became a store manager, ended up being a district manager for a teen retailer for almost 14 years, and then transitioned into a little different field where I was, a director of employee development, but really worked in every aspect of business. And after a while, I decided I just wanted to do something that wasn't business related, that every Saturday night you celebrate, if you made it, you kind of cried <laughs> if you didn't and, and started all over the next day. So I knew I wanted to work with people um, and I wanted to help people, but I just wanted to get out of the business world or at least the regular business world. And this opportunity um, at the church came, came along and it just seemed like 
again, everything that I've been working towards, um, helping people and being something that I could really work with my faith and help others in multiple ways uh, presented itself. And that was just an offer I couldn't say no to. Hey, let's go back. I, I want to learn more about where you were born and where you grew up and what was your childhood like? Sure. Um, I was born in, I, I born and raised in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Um, and I've been there all my life. I, I did go to college for two years in, in Philadelphia, but ended up um, back in Lancaster. And um, I would say that, you know, my parents, um, conservative, um, very hardworking. Um, <laughs> my dad, one of the things I remember most about him, he asked me one time, what do you do when you get tired? And I said, well, you sit down and rest. And he paused. He said, no, you work harder so you don't get tired next time. And so that was the work ethic that was instilled into me from him. And Saturday mornings were not about cartoons. They were about weeding or cutting up logs or doing those kind of things. So I really learned about hard work. But um, also, my dad was was an amazing family man. Any, any uh, baseball game or soccer match that I played in, he was there. And so just learned that how to, uh, it's not a balance, right? But it's how you work hard and then how, you, you know, your family is, is important. Um, and so, yeah, grew up there and ended up, uh, went, went away to college. And college, uh, I went to play soccer. And then they told me I had to take classes. And that didn't really sit well with me. Uh, and so decided that wasn't that wasn't for me. Um, came back and um, ended up um, getting married at a young age. And um, that actually did not go very well. Um, I was not ready for that in many different, uh, many different ways. But we had a, um, we did have a daughter out of the relationship. And um, and she is one of the more amazing people um, in this world. Um, so that's that was kind of that was, I guess, uh, the short version of, of life. So during your time in the business world, what are some of the things you learned about yourself? What did you learn about life in general? Yeah, I think that I learned that I had probably. Um, more abilities than I thought that I had, um, because I must admit when I, when I injured my back, I, I went through, um, really a dark, a dark spiral where I didn't feel like I had much purpose. I didn't have any drive and I didn't really feel like I had a whole lot of skills. And when I got into the, the retail world, um, I learned quickly, I've always had this gift of being able to talk people into things or perhaps out of things. <laughs> and, and uh, I started using that for good, but it really, you know, even, in, even at Nike, where it was about, you know, uh, athletes, people that were, were runners wanted to do things and, and just learning um, to find out what their needs were. It wasn't me about selling to them as much as it was finding out what they needed and how I could best help them you know, do that because they were trying to achieve their goals. And that just became something that just really intrigued me. And so really looked at all those interactions as not about dollars and cents, but how we could help somebody with that. And um, when I went on to a company called Pacific Sunwear, they didn't even know me. They just had heard about me and said, hey, would you want to run one of our stores? And I was like, that's a pretty big <laughs> leap of faith. Um, but as I did that, it really was the same thing was how could I develop other other people that could run their own stores. And it just became something that became ingrained in me. And when I got to the company called Hot Topic, which if, ever, if you're familiar with Hot Topic, I spent 14 years, it's the, it's the loudest store. That's probably not for everybody. Um, 
But I got to tell you, I learned more about life. I learned I was very black and white person growing up that this is right, this is wrong. And in that environment, I was introduced to all kinds of people that I probably hadn't anticipated in, in meeting. And they were some of the coolest people, some of the most interesting stories. And it caused me to really, I think, evaluate life and really evaluate the word others, which has become such a big part in, in our life with my wife and myself, is how do we help others in their unique situations? Um, but also um, how to be successful and as far as as far as being able to achieve goals. And so setting goals, achieving goals, um, and really helping others to do the same thing. And so combining you know, kind of our unique skill sets, learning what I don't do well and hiring other people that fit that and how together we can achieve goals. And, you know, we we achieved a, a fair amount of, of things. And again, through the power of, of others and just using the strengths and realizing what my weaknesses were um, and how to kind of compensate that with other people. When you're working with someone who isn't quite up to where you wish they would be, you know, what's your process? How do you develop them and how do you bring them along? Yeah. Well, first, we have a very, very honest conversation that I tell them, if you want to tell me why you can't do it, I'm not interested in that conversation. And so we don't talk about why we can't. We understand there's going to be challenges. Um, and then we just, you know, I think just try to strategize together, overcome obstacles, you know, recognize there's going to be things that, that aren't going to, to be easy. But how do we game plan and again, surround ourselves with others so we we can achieve those goals. And I think that so many people and myself included, where I was doubting myself, really don't, they don't think they can achieve things that they really can, you know, the human human bodies are amazing, the things that we can do when we really put our minds to it. And, you know, I set very real goals and I expect us to make them. But the other side of it is I'm, I think if my strength that comes out on all the pathfinders and all this tests that you take as an encourager, I just, I try to be I just and truly try to encourage people um, along the way and just really try to highlight on the things that they can do. And then we try to figure out the things that they can't do or just have trouble doing, I should say. So in your journey, when you made the transition from the corporate world into a church environment, you know, how different are those two worlds or, or how are they similar? Yeah. You know, it, it is remarkably the same, you know, I mean, we're the, the products a little different, right? We're in the people business, but I would, I would tell you, I used to talk about that back in any of the businesses that I worked in, we're in the people business. When we worked at, when we worked at Hot Topic, we sold a lot of band merchandise. And we always talk about, we're not in the t-shirt business, we're really in the people business. And we're, we're, again, we're trying to help people. In that case, it may have been someone who's trying to fit in, right? That 13 year old kid on Friday night that doesn't feel like they fit in anywhere else. They can come to the mall. And I would tell you when parents would come in to see us, they would thank us for thank you for allowing little Timmy, Sally, whoever it was, just have a place, you know, to feel safe on a, on a Friday night. And they'd go off and do their thing we'd be, and we'd have their kids. Um, but I think in the church world, it's no different. Right. People are just looking for their voice. People, it's, you know, this world is is confusing at times. And, um, you know, and I think it's just about helping people overcome obstacles meet their dreams and, and be there to encourage. And, and sometimes it's just to listen. Sometimes it's when they venting, right? It's that you've got, you've got to listen to that um, as well. But I think you realize where it's coming from. And so ultimately we're in the people business. And I think we're all trying to navigate our, our way through a pretty confusing world. And the more that we can do that together, right? The better off we're going to be. 
Scott, who are some of the people who have most influenced you and moved you towards success throughout your career? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think, you know, going back to beginning, my father, right, just instilled what hard work looked like. Um, you know, and even I would just tell you during my my dark days, he never quit on me. And and he was there until he passed away. And um, when we were able to, to journey his last three years of his life together and just, man, he just taught me how to keep going, you know, and he was still trying to figure out how to help my mom who wasn't in great health. And he just, that just showed me what I had more in me than I, than I thought that I had. And, um, Quite honestly, my wife, Sonia, is one of the more amazing people in this world, and I don't want to disappoint her ever. And um, she, she's, she's amazing. It's actually funny, then, but most of my um, female um, inspirations were, or came from female leaders, I would say. And it was, you know, when I first started working at, at, at Nike, there was a my um, first store manager. Her name was Deb, and, and she took me under her wing, and I said, I need to not be a sales associate. I, I have a child. I need to do this. And she was really honest with me and helped me along the way. And um, when I worked at, at Hot Topic, um, uh, Betsy was the CEO of the company and she was just an amazing visionary and just somebody who you just wanted to run through walls, you know, for. And she didn't ever, uh, I think that don't tell me why you can't really kind of came from her. And it's like, no, we're going to figure this out. And so, um, yeah, they're the people that I look back on and I just, I'm real just thankful for, for them being in my life. Yeah. What is the secret to that kind of a leader, their success? And you know, what makes someone where you'd want to do anything for them and how can I be that kind of a leader? What's the secret to that kind of success? Yeah, I think first and foremost, we used to talk about the term open and honest two-way communication was a term that we used all the time or a phrase we used all the time, especially at Hot Topic. And, you know, I, I think that hallmark is just, is just true, right? Honesty, um, even when you you probably, there's sometimes you don't want to be honest. Let's just be, you know, I think it's Henry Cloud talks about the kind truth, right? So it's about, we can be kind, but let's be truthful um, um, for that. And, and again, I think it's just, if we're going to do something, then it's worth putting our energies into it. And let's find ways to, you know, ways to succeed. Um, and so, yeah, just be kind, but be truthful. And, um, and let's, let's set goals and, 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 and work towards them. How have the challenges in your life really shaped who you've become today? I think there's, the challenges helped me stay focused on, on where, where I, where I wanted to go from, from where I was. And, you know, and again, I think it was, it was touching on my father where, you know, it, it was really life or death. Right. And it's like how, so it wasn't an option of not doing things and, and how do we keep moving from moving forward from that? And I think even as, as a father, um, as a husband that I kind of took over that role of a leadership in my family, and then I saw the same thing in, in business where um, I just I was around so many, um, a lot of them fairly young um, individuals um, that really were trying hard to get out of maybe their current financial situation in a lot of cases. And if they worked hard and they followed what we were trying to do, they would be able to do that. And, and I just saw a fair amount of success stories that way, where you're just really proud of, proud of them, where they become, you know, um, parents and just 
because I saw that I could do it, I wanted to instill that into others. And I think in, in most cases, I probably believed in some of their abilities way more than they did. And, and I wanted to make sure that they knew they had a way out of their current situation. There was something that was better um, for them and better for their families. Um, and in the way, they also were helping other people and just became this, this onward cycle of how can we continue to help others? So, Scott, you mentioned a little earlier that you found your purpose in life through the work you're doing now. You know, I want to know, how did you get there? How did you find that purpose? I know it's something that many people are searching for. Some don't even know it is what they're looking for. But yeah. how did you find your purpose? I think it was a series of, a series of things. Um, you know, part of it is becoming a parent, right? When you become a parent for that first time, you realize that there's, there's this... Um, and there's this, this, <laughs> this girl who, who needed me. Right. And, and, um, and I think when I had the opportunity, especially at, at back to hot topic again, so much of it there where it was just such an interesting, <laughs> crazy world every single day. And most of the, most of the, the most of the kids, I would say, I call them kids because most of them were, man, they just were kids would call me Papa bear. They looked at me as, a role model that they trusted. And we talked as much about non-work things as we did work things. And it just became something I realized that, man, for, for better or for worse, I am something in their lives that they're counting on. And I can't, I, I, I can't, I cannot fail them and what they need, you know? And, and again, so much of that was just rooted in, you know, in the honesty, uh, the honesty part of it. And um, we had the opportunity my wife and I to be in, in Kenya to visit. We have three sponsor kids there. And when you see the, others that have every opportunity to say, oh, we can't, it's too hard. And you see them just persevering and smiling and the things that they're able to accomplish that, that relit the fire when I came back and I said, you know, the things that I thought were hard, I was like, yeah, I don't have to walk uh, miles and miles for water. And, you know, we went to our sponsor child's, uh, one of our child's sponsor child's homes and to see how she lived, dirt floor, no bed, but yet smiling ear to ear. I was like, man, I, I can't let the little things in life that really don't matter get me down. And we just need to keep finding ways to say yes to helping people um, at, at every turn. Scott, in the work you do now working with campus pastors, and for those who may not be f familiar with the concept, you know, explain what that is and, and how it works. Sure, sure. Um, so our, our church has um, multiple campuses and each of this spread around um, Pennsylvania. And each of those campuses has a point person. That point person is, is the campus pastor. And they're really in charge of, of making sure that day-to-day -day operations um, you know, or, or, or being carried out and, and the weekends, um, you know, we have an, an open and inviting um, auditorium for everybody. And, and my job is just really to come alongside them. And I used to like to talk about removing obstacles, right? Let, how can I do things behind the scenes that allows them just to really love on people um, and, and help people? And it's, um, it's a different role for me because I am used to leading from the front. I've done that really over the last 20 years. And now it's really more of a, of a side by side, or in even some cases really behind the scenes, um, 
And so that's been a big shift, um, but it's been really great just to try to be able to support the campus pastors because what they're doing is is incredibly important. Um, and so anything I can do to help support them, and sometimes it's just just an ear to listen or, or try to figure out how we can get through a problem, um, and or, or and but always how can we how can we love on people? You know how can we help them? There are problems in church. <laughs> can, you, can you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> only on only on Saturday and Sunday and during the <laughs> I know many of the campus pastors you work with are younger people. They're younger than you and I are for sure. Is this yeah. similar to the folks that you worked with when you were in retail? Yeah, I think it, it is similar. They're probably scale a little bit older than what was working in the stores, but uh most of them um are are younger, married, starting out with families. And so they're starting that journey um, where my wife and I are have passed through most of that. And we're in the world of grandparenting, um, which, by the way, I recommend that highly, the grandparenting part. <laughs> so I think I'm in a unique spot there where if I was, you know, we talk about challenges early in, in our marriage, when we had three children and I was working and traveling all the time um, in around the, really the same sort of area in central Pennsylvania, um, I didn't do it super well and probably let work win more times than I cared to. And that's a conversation that we have quite often is making sure that, you know, and we're, they're all um, currently um, men in those positions, um, but making sure that they are just real, that they're great spouses and great hus um, husbands and, and, um, and, and parents, you know, um, that's, man, that's as important, if not more important than being a campus pastor. You know, as having been part of church staffs myself in the past, I understand that challenge, I understand that challenge and focus because you can really get wrapped up or sucked into the importance of air quotes here, doing God's work. And you can forget that taking care of your family is also doing God's work. Yeah, it's, it's so true. And we just had this conversation the other week, actually, as a group and really talked about how, you know, as a, any of us, as a husband, we are uniquely qualified to be the husband of our wife. And we're uniquely qualified to be the, you know, the parents of our kids and no one else can really take that role. And, um, that is, that's a big part of, we feel like God's role in our lives too, is if we, if we can't get that, that part, right, then we're not going to be very good at our day job. Mm-hmm. In the course of all the things that you've learned in your life, what are some of those big life lessons that you've learned that have helped guide you along the way? I think probably that there is many ways, right, to get to where you want to go. I am certainly the classic example. I had a young man ask me, do I need to go to college, you know, to be a store manager and to, you know, to be in, in the business world and you know, my reply to him is that that's up to you, right? There's, there's many different ways to, uh, to do that. And, and certainly college is a great route for many um, others. It's about how, how hard do you want to, you want to work at this? And do you, are you moldable? Are you willing, you know, to, uh, to listen um, um, to that? And, and so I also think that probably the biggest lesson that I've learned is that um, I'm not done. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, there's been, I look back at, at my life and the things that, that I've, that I've been able to be part of or things that I felt like were, were difficult and were hard to really shape me for who I am. And, um, I just feel like my purpose 
is, is just generically is helping others. And because all the experiences that I have faced, um, in my life, um, when somebody is asking a question or having, they think is a challenge, um, man, there's so many of those things that either I've been through it or I've helped somebody through it. And it doesn't make me an expert, but it makes me not scared of that question, not scared of the challenges that we can figure out those things, or at least have some best practices, or at the very least say, well, here's some things that I did that I would not recommend you doing. And, um, you know, and, and, and go at some, some different directions. And so it's been really cool um, to see that, again, even those, those experiences that I wouldn't wish to relive, um, I'm, I'm, in a lot of ways, I'm glad that I did because they're helping me help others, um, you know, as, as we go. I have a friend out in Colorado who's an amazing rock climber and he's, he's a world-class climber really. And about 18 years ago, he fell about a hundred feet off of a rock. Mm. He should have died, but he now has a new life as a professional climber and he helps others with disabilities. You know, he once told me, he said, you know, I don't want to go back and wish that that event would never have happened because mm -hmm. it changed my life. You know, I mean, he still lives in pain every day. He lost his leg because of the fall. He has a fused back, but he says that changed his life for the better. Yeah, it's, it, it's true. And I, I look back even, I just I won't dive into a previous marriage, but it, it, it didn't go well. And a lot of, a lot of it was, was my fault. Um, and just really, poor choices about, you know, with things. And, but it's been interesting. Uh, my wife, Sonia and I have been married for 25 years and, and she, you know, took um, Sarah, my oldest in like, like she was her own and just has raised her like it was her own kid. And we've had opportunities to meet with other couples, other blended couples that are starting out and just sit down and, and are just, we had someone that sought us out not too long ago said, can we just spend some time and just talk, like, how do you navigate it? And so, you know, it's, you know, for us, God has opened many, many doors for that, where we can use those, those life experiences. And, um, you know, my, my mother has, has a brain disease and I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish it on, on anyone. Right. But it's also mm -hmm. helped me understand the world of, of, of mental health. Um, my father passing away of cancer, I was walked with him for three years through that. And, and so I understand what those things, how they feel, what they look like and try to navigate, you know, even with, with my children losing, you know, their grandparent. And, and so when other people are having those experiences, it's, it's, being able to tap into that, you're still sad, but able to help people, you know, navigate those, those paths, because the bottom line is I'm not unique in that, right? There's hundreds and thousands of thousands of people that have, that have been through that. And so I think it's just important for us to, to use our life experiences, to use our stories. And even those dark days, um, use those for good. That's, that's all part of the journey. So wrapping up here, what gets you up in the morning? What motivates you to get up and out there and do the things that you do? <laughs> man it, it's as simple honestly it's just it's just helping people you know we just i just i say we i use my, my wife but we interchangeable because we're wired the same and we just we love to get up and to we love to go on <laughs> on adventures and just you know see stuff do stuff travel travel we've been so fortunate to be all over the place and so many of those experiences are interacting with people and how can we just bless them in a little bit, a little way. Like how can we be generous with time or gifts and those kind of things? And so I just, I mean, every day I, I look back on those days that I didn't have purpose 
And there were some long days. And now the days are, are short. You know, I look forward to what what's going to happen today. And life is amazing. And <laughs> we are just we're just super blessed um, and just excited about what's what's coming, what's coming around the corner, because you just you just never know. And when you're in the people business, it is quite I have a I have my day listed out and I know every single day it's not going to go that way um, because someone's going to pop in or going to get a phone call. You're going to get this. And that's an opportunity for us to, to help somebody um, maybe it's put a smile on somebody's face or encourage somebody um, that needs it. And that's an amazing place to be at, because I think we would agree this world needs a little bit more sunshine, right? It needs a little bit more encouragement. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a, I think it's an awesome responsibility. Um, but I also don't miss that, you know, I am in this place for a reason. And, and I love the fact that every single day I get to work with amazing people. I also get to interact with people that are hurting and, and how can we help them through it? And uh, that, that's important. And we just never want to get tired of, of, uh, of helping others. So this next question I ask of many of my guests, you know, I'm a filmmaker and whenever I work on a film, I write a log line. And that log line is that word, that, that phrase or sentence that describes the movie. Mm. So when the movie about your life is made, what will the log line be? <laughs> wow. I wasn't anticipating that one. I, <laughs> I, maybe, maybe it's what my dad said, keep working. So you don't get tired, you know, I think, <laughs> because <laughs> Because your, you know, your life is going to be. My, I just want my life to be useful. That's all I want it to be. I want to look back, and it would be. I don't know what that tagline would be, but I want people to be like, man, there's a guy that, whenever I needed him, he said yes, and he was always honest with me. I didn't always, you know. I think some of those, some of my hot topic kids would tell you they didn't always want to hear what I had to say. Um, but they knew it's what they needed. And this is not really answering your question other than there's been multiple times over the years where I have not had contact with people for a while that had reached out to say, thank you, or reached out to say, um, man, was thinking about something you did. I had, a, I had a young lady come up to me one time and said, I don't know how you put with me as an employee. <laughs> and I wasn't very good. <laughs> but you kept after it. You kept after me. And now I'm doing this and I'm being very successful. And I'm just like, that's, that's cool. Cause maybe this wasn't for you, but you're going to be really good at this. So go do that and go and go impact that. And so I just hope that's at the end of the day that, you know, people would just look back and say, man, he had an impact on my life and, and really not just the words, but hopefully the way that I live, the way that I carry myself is, is true to the words that I'm saying. So Scott, what's the next big thing for you? That's a really good question though. I think this job where I'm at right now is, is probably the really big thing because I'm just figuring it, figuring it out. I'm, I'm still in that, that honeymoon stage of, um, of figuring it out. Um, but I also think that there is, there's, I want to challenge myself to do something that, um, you know, that makes me a little scared. Right. Um, I was listening to one of your podcasts a couple weeks ago, the guy that does like a lot of the long bike rides and, and, and climbing. And it's just like, I've had this goal of climbing Kilimanjaro and over COVID I, uh, I lost 50 pounds. 
And I got myself, I was like, I could get myself back in shape. And that's so on my phone pops up every day. Um, an emo it has the emoji of a hill and a wolf <laughs> and uh, do something that scares you and let's go climb the mountain. So that's in the back of my mind and uh, trying to get that to the forefront. So that's something that would be uh, that I didn't think I'd ever be able to do that every day. I'm getting a little closer to, uh, to doing that. And, um, and quite honestly, just, I think being, being a parent to adult kids, right. That, that's a, that's its own little challenge. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and, and being a grandfather, um, those are, those are fun challenges that way too. And, um, and just, you know, working, working for the churches and how can we just impact lives, you know, and what, what can that look like? So share with our listeners what church you work for and how they can get connected with you if they want to learn more. Yeah. So the church is, is um, LCBC. That's, it's short for lives changed by Christ. And um, probably going on, on the website would be the, the absolute um, best way to do that or downloading the LCBC app would be, would be great. Um, and we have people not only all over central Pennsylvania, but, you know, during COVID has been interesting, right? Where we were online for, for quite a while and we quite literally have people all over the world that are checking out the, the services, the gatherings. And so it doesn't matter where you are. Um, if you're interested in, in helping others, um, interested in just, man, maybe how, how life can be, um, better. If I can say it that way, um, I would definitely check, check it out and, um, it'll be challenging. Right. Um, as we're really just focused on on loving others. Well, Scott, I really appreciate you coming on the program today and sharing your story. Thanks for your work and your service to our church community and to the world at large. I appreciate that again. Again, it's been, it's been an honor to be on. And uh, thank you. Keep doing the work that you're doing. Keep uh, keep exploring people. Right. There's a lot of interesting people out there. So I look forward to hearing more of your stories um, as the weeks go. Absolutely. Scott, thanks for sharing your story and for inspiring us to make a difference in the world. Thanks for listening to the show today. And if you enjoy what you hear, please leave a review and a rating. This lets me know what you like and how I can improve the show. And please share this episode with a friend or a colleague. The music on today's show is from my friend, Drew Davidson. You can get all of his music on iTunes or Spotify or at drewdavidson.com. Finally, be sure to hit the subscribe button so you won't miss an episode. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you again next time on the My Story Podcast.